Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we have a special guest, and we are going to be thinking about how your shadow self may actually hold the key, and that is very interesting to me. So, Steve, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Vincent. I'm a poet and an author. I've recently published a book called Finding You, and it's all about like you said, Mitzi, diving into your shadow. And I guess to tell the story of the book and why the shadow actually came to me, if you've ever felt, I guess, emotionally, or there's a glass ceiling in your life holding you back, then there's a good chance there's something in your shadow. I'll just explain a little bit about that in a second. But I guess three years ago when COVID hit, as a writer, I lost a really big client. It was a six-figure client. And I was just sitting around with I was feeling pretty sorry for myself, to be honest. And I was sitting around wondering why, you know, because I'd been a high school vice principal. I've been a writer for over a decade. I was, I was very successful, right? And that period of inactivity, it really brought up some things that I wasn't feeling comfortable about myself. And I just, I looked deeper and deeper within and I did a lot of research. I started writing poetry and I, I, I came across this the information by Carl Jung, the famous psychologist. And, and he said that every one of us carries a shadow, the less it is embodied in each individual's conscious life the blacker and denser it is. That's an interesting thing, the blacker and denser it is. Yeah. And he said, by all, yeah, by all means, it forms an unconscious snag thwarting our most well-meant intentions. And I just went, oh, holy crap, that's kind of me. I've got all of these and I have had all my life all these really good intentions, but I kind of felt thwarted throughout my life. And, you know, it's invisible, unconscious, but it was always there. And so I, I started looking at that. And what I, I've come to realize, and this is what a lot of my poetry is about, is looking into ourselves. I've come to realize that we, to use Carl Jung's words, we have the self that we show the world. You know, look how high achieving, wonderful, fantastic pretty, not me, but pretty, pretty, you know, outwardly nice to the world we are. But then there's our shadow self and we never show our shadow self to the world. And that's all of our things like our jealousies, our pettiness, our, our rage, our, our disappointment, our anger, our feeling small, our low self-worth, all those things. And yet we, we shove them back. Oh, don't look at that. That's not really, oh, I don't want you to see that because it's uncomfortable. You know, I don't want to admit that I'm a, a petty, jealous, nasty person. I just want to show the world this wonderful side. And what I've come to realize is that in doing that, we're actually one only, we're masking ourselves, if you like, to the rest of the world, but we're also ignoring part of ourselves. And until we learn to love both our bright, happy, shiny side and our dark side, it's really difficult to be, I guess, whole and complete in the world. And so it's a really interesting exploration of the human condition. And, you know, Dr. John Demartini is, is really big on this as well. He said, you know, the, that we quote him, he said, you know, I'm not a nice person. I'm not a mean person. I'm a combination of both. And until I can accept and love both of those things, then I'm out of balance in my world. And so, if, you know, if anyone listening thinks they're out of balance or there's something holding them back or whatever, that's where you've got to look at those things in your shadow. And when I think about it, I only ever showed the world that I was a nice guy. But if I'm really, really brutally honest, yeah, I was mean. I was cheap. I was nasty. I was jealous. I was petty. I was all of those things. And, and until I come to love both sides of myself, I, I did feel incomplete and then I guess you know to loop back to Carl Jung's words the blacker and denser it gets and I think as you get older 
unless you address those things, you know, it does, it feels like this black dense thing that's just holding you back. And it doesn't mean that, you know, because I'm 54. And so I've got four kids, um, I've had successful careers, but you know, my kids are all well adjusted. They're not morons, they're not idiots. You know, know, so it's not like things are bad in life, but it's how you feel about yourself and how you feel about yourself showing up in the world. That's something that is different for each individual. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. To be honest, I was going to ask you, what do you think actually holds people back? But I think you kind of answered it right there, basically stating people's lack of acknowledging every part of themselves and accepting every part of themselves is a way of people holding themselves back. And once they start realizing that I have to acknowledge myself before even acknowledging anybody else is where it initially begins. And I think we are so blindsided by acknowledging everybody else and trying to accept everybody else for who they are that we forget to accept ourselves. So we feel this sense of unbalance. And then that's when it creates this confusion and this comparison and this like misunderstanding within ourselves because we're not acknowledging where these issues are really coming from. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. And it sounds like you had to go through this journey yourself. (laughs) And once you've discovered that, you felt like this was so empowering that you could share this with other people in a way of poetry. I actually subscribe to your website. So I get your notifications. And I got mine this morning and I was reading it. It really made me reflect. It really made me think. And I honestly loved it. You know, it was a great way to start my morning. I was got my coffee opened my email where's your little poem and I was just like wow that is great and it helped me really with my day it helped me reflect and consider the things that I was doing in a different way where it was more of not of a strain to do things it was more of like oh I get to do these and it's nice that I'm able to because I have my health because I have this and you know I start being more appreciative and more grateful because I took that quick of a moment just to reflect and I really hope that there's other people who have followed you and can really take that into consideration too because what you're doing is really moving you know you are really helping people you know you get to help me and I get to help other people and we get to help everybody (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's really interesting you say that too Mitzi because it's kind of like I think there's a shift in human consciousness we've gone from that age of accumulation and you know outward things like the big house the big boat like we're shifting out of that kind of thing and and, and into more of a an, an authentic and transparent and genuine you know, consciousness, I believe. And part of that process is acknowledging that I have all of these things I don't like about myself, but I'm okay. You know, there's not something wrong or broken with me. I just have to love that other side of myself, you know, and sometimes that can be really confronting going, oh, gee, I am, I I am a little bit like that. I I did get jealous when I saw that person's post on Facebook or whatever, you know, whereas that that didn't affect me. You know, we we tend to push our negative side away. And it it was something you said before, uh, I found really interesting in terms of where we're so pushed to, you know, love other people and accept them as they are, and we don't accept ourselves. I'll go to the other side of that as well. What we often do is we project our stuff 
onto other people. And I'll, I'll just, ex yeah, I'll just explain what I mean by that. If you've got a family member, um, I don't know, call her your sister-in-law, Tracy or something, and, you know, you see her at Christmas and Easter and, God, you hate Tracy. Oh, she's horrible because she never does any work. You know, she, she's the last to help. She never brings any food. Oh, I can't stand her. She's so selfish and self-centered. You know, so I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world who's ever thought that about a relative or someone I know, right? And the thing is, when I am projecting out onto someone like that, it's a really good opportunity to look at where is that in me? Because other people see Tracy and they think she's lovely and a really good friend and a good help, but I can't stand her because she's done this, this, this and this. And so where is the selfishness in me that I'm seeing in Tracy? And so Tracy and the Tracys in our lives are really good for us in that they compel us, give us opportunities to grow, to look within. And so clear message is whenever we project something out onto someone else, where is that in us? It's an opportunity to look at, oh, gee, where is the selfishness in me? Where am I, you know, not stepping up and helping and sharing and things like all the things that I hate about Tracy, where are those things in me? And our ego wants to protect us and go, oh, well, that's not in me. Oh, I'm not like that. You know, then you'll build a case, you know, because I do this and this and this and I help out the church. and da, da, da. But if you've been triggered by someone, there's a good thing that's triggered something within you. And it's that old thing of, you know, when you point your finger at someone else, there's three fingers pointing back at you, you know? So yeah, people in our lives and situations in our lives that trigger us are a beautiful opportunity for growth and for looking within and looking what's buried back in our shadow. And one of the things I was writing, and this is part of my shadow too, I writing poetry, I went to an all boys school and, you know, poetry is a little bit not very manly kind of thing and you get beat up you're artistic and things like that you know it was the 80s times were different and so I had that creative side of me I had actually shoved that down and it wasn't until I had this time and I I guess the universe humbled me you know during COVID and I started writing poetry again and I, don't know, I didn't intend to, to write a book I just I wrote a poem that was really raw and, and from my heart and I would show it to a person or two and they'd go oh gosh, I, I really felt that in my heart. That's really helped me think about X, Y, Z in my life. And I kind of went, well, it was just me pouring out my heart and my vulnerabilities and there was stuff in my shadow. And I'd write another one and show it and they'd go, oh gee, when I read that, I actually, it brought me to tears. Oh. And I, so the more I showed different people and shared with different people, the, you know, the more I thought, oh, maybe there is something in this that actually may help people. And so I just, I wrote seven or 80 poems that are in the book and it was just a, a journey of self-discovery. Some of them really resonate deeply with some people. Some of them don't, but that's, that's life, right? You know, you've got, uh, an artist releases an album. Not everyone likes every song on the album and stuff like that. So, you know, it's the fact that it moves people emotionally and it gets them to, to examine parts of themselves and parts of their lives, you know? And so I took inspiration from family. Like I said, a, a dad of four kids. I changed careers when I had my midlife crisis at, at 40. It wasn't really a midlife crisis. I was just really bored doing what I was doing. That's me protecting myself, right? Yeah, it wasn't a midlife crisis. I don't, I don't go through No, that. no. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah, but in truth, I fully owned that idea. I was at that point where a lot of people get late 30s, early 40s, where you look around you and you sort of go, is this all there is to life? You know, surely there's got to be more meaning here. And that's a really vulnerable and really uncomfortable part of this life journey. But it's also a very beautiful moment because 
it allows you to explore more things. And, you know, typically, it's not this for everyone, but typically too, the 20s and 30s are, we're working hard and we're bringing up kids. We're very sort of focused. And, you know, bring, I had, we had four kids under five at one stage. It's hard work, right? And people goes, oh, it must be beautiful. No, it was hard work. I'm sorry. It was just hard sometimes, you know? All the nappies and the meals and putting kids in and out of a car. And, oh, gosh, mm. it was hard work. You know, and so when you're busy doing your hard work like that, you don't really get time to think about life and, you know, your purpose for being here. Is there more to life? And, you know, all of those sorts of things. So that, you know, I'd absolutely own that at 40 or thereabouts. You know, I did. I had that midlife crisis of, oh, what's going on here? And that caused me going from education into writing. Then the COVID thing hit and I lost a, a six-figure client. And that was a real pull. Oh, it was another moment that forced me to look at myself. And I'd love to say that this journey of change and this journey of life is so simple and easy. And you just, one thing happens and you're all, you know, hey, hey, Presto, you're all better. I work on myself every day. And, you know, I, when, when I tell the story of Tracy, the, the nasty sister-in-law, where's that in me? I still see traces in my life all the time. So it's a continual journey and education of accepting myself. And I think one of the things that, in, in all honesty, frustrates me about it is I think I've dealt with something. I think I've dealt with my Tracy or, and then it will happen again. And, oh gosh, I've got to go deeper and look deeper. And that continual peeling of the layers of the onion is a, it's, it's a process and it happens every day. And, and I think my message to everyone, like, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong. It's a very human experience to have those triggers and to look at where those things are in you. That's good. I appreciate you saying that it's just a human experience. And it's just something that just happens to every human being, you know, maybe in the slightest way or in the biggest way, because it will always be subjective for each individual. But it will always happen. And I know you keep saying shadow self. And for me, when you say shadow self, I think of your subconscious. Is that kind of what it is? So when you try to in tune to your into your shadow self, your subconscious, do you just ask yourself questions or how do you how do you necessarily do it? Okay. Um, so yeah, and that's a, that's a really interesting question. So if there is something that is triggering in me something triggers me like a tracy for instance and you know i think she's really selfish and god she rubs me up the wrong way you know oh it's horrible i can't stand her yeah. so what part of me is reflected in tracy Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's about where is that in me that's the number one question if you're if you're if you feel that spike of emotion where is that in me and and like i said the protective ego state wants to project outwards you know that if i don't have to look at myself then i don't get uncomfortable whereas having to acknowledge that oh gee sometimes i am selfish or in certain situations i'm really selfish or say it's with finances um you know or your, your weight you know like where are those things in me that really trigger me and then to look at what might be and it might be something from your childhood it might be something from your teens it might be something from a past relationship where you know you lost trust or whatever it might be and it's always about where is that in me and i think the key then is accepting that you are you have those parts of you and you're okay and that's okay and that's part of the human experience like Demartini said you know i'm not a nice person i'm not a mean person i'm a combination of those two things yet feeling jealous feeling bitter about something they're really they're tough and confronting feelings right i don't want to admit that but that's part of the human experience and i think we deny a lot of the time that part of the human experience because we kind of only want the positive you know we're pleasure seekers all the time you know i don't want to feel bad i want to feel good all the time but how realistic is that is that just a fantasy about life 
you know, like, you know, you can't have night without day. You know, after mm -hmm. a storm, there's sunshine. Um, you know, we we have winter and then we have spring. Like, you know, are we by trying to be nice and have everything pleasant and proper and the way we want it? Are we denying the reality of the of the world, of our world, and of our existence? And I think until we can let go of that need to control every single thing and have it a certain way, we do suffer, you know, because there are seasons, there is night, there is day. Yeah, that's very true. And you really have me thinking when you stated that, are we denying our world ourselves? You know, that's a big question. If we don't check into our subconscious now and then, is that considered to be a form of denying yourself because you're not trying to accept the reality of what you are or who you are or what you're portraying because I know I have a lot of people not a lot of people like I'll just say my mom you know my mom she's like this where I tell her something or my sisters tell her something and she can't accept it to be true she just is upset that how could I throw this in her face and it's kind of baffling because it's like are you in denial or won't you not accept the fact that this could possibly be who you are, but you don't believe that's who you are? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And I guess what I would say to you, Mitzi, is, well, where's the denial in you? If your mum's triggering you, you know, is there denial in you? Maybe your mum's path in this lifetime is to walk a path of denial so her soul can learn some lessons. You know, and maybe your path in life is to be able to look at yourself and grow. And but maybe that's not your, you know, your mum's path. Doesn't mean we don't care for, love, help, assist, but maybe we can't change that in her because that's her path this lifetime. Oh, I like the way you said that. So it's like instead of judging her for not accepting or perceiving life the way I do, it's better for me to observe the way that she lives and just let her live it and allow me to just pick up what I like and pick up what I don't like and what I don't like, I don't keep, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we, I think we, in our human arrogance, we mm. presume to know all the answers, right? And yeah. plus we're attached to a certain outcome. And that certain outcome, just using that example, might be if my mum was just like X, Y, Z, then everything would be fine. You know, now that's a big burden to put on your mom. If that's not her path to become X, Y, Z or to have X, Y, Z happen. Wow. There's a lot of, there's a lot of attachments there that, you know, I think we question, am I, am I pushing my values onto my mom, for instance, you know? Oh, um, oh I love the way you said that. It's perfect. Oh my goodness. You are so right. Am I putting my values onto somebody else? Mm. And I think a lot of people do that, Inclu right. obviously including myself, obviously, you know, I'm no exempt because I'm always... I know that I'm far from perfect, but I think once we realize that we're far from perfect and, you know, that we put our own values and our own morals on somebody else and then we start judging them, yeah. it really takes a reflection on ourselves. Like you said, totally. you have three fingers pointing right back at you yeah. and you have to ask yourself, what can you do to keep yourself better, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. keep yourself balanced, right? Not not having or, or not letting herself get taken away by oh, my mom. She annoys me so much. You know, she won't do this. She won't do that. I mean, my parents have, have both passed, rest their soul, but I totally get where you're coming from. Mom, how can you think that? Mom, how can you do that? Like, so I understand very much that, you know, but it, again, there's a trigger. If there's an emotional trigger there, where is that thing in me? And am I just projecting what I think is right onto a situation? 
uh, rather than being balanced and in the middle. Mm, that's very true. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, that's very good. I'm so glad that we spoke. I guess to start wrapping up the show, I really don't want to let you go, but I know my timer's on and it'll kick us out if, if we don't, yeah. if we don't, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> what would be some great advice that you can give the audience if you can? Yeah, so... I guess one, don't buy into the fantasy of social media. You know, we see, oh, there's my dinner, there's me and my, you know, like that's just, there's snapshots of people's lives. You know, they're just as broken or just as okay as you are. Well, how do I know that? Well, they're human like you are, you know, and they have these human traits. And um, so just just be really mindful of elevating people like that. And, and that's the thing, right? When you elevate someone, you're down here, right? And why, why do we do that? Why do we punish ourselves? Why do we have ourselves in suffering like that? You know, again, that's a really interesting thing about what is missing in me that I think that is better than me. You know, mm. so, so be, be, I, the number one thing I think Mitzi is, you know, our emotions are, are not things to be scared of, to repress, run away from, but they're signals for us and opportunities to actually grow as people and, and grow, you know, our souls to grow and to blossom. So if I get, an emotion, whether it be it fear or jealousy or anger. I, the first thing I, I, I won't say I do it all the time because I'm human and I fall off the horse, but I try and look at now, where is that in me? And where do I need to bring that to balance in my life? Um, you know, sometimes I just get angry for two or three days and, you know, then I'll eventually go, all right, I'm sick of this. What's, what's going on here? You know, and so it's about always about looking at yourself rather than projecting out onto others. Yet, I think a lot of our lives, I believe anyway, have been about that projection outwards. If we can break that habit and look inwards, you know, we will find a lot more of our answers than looking outside of ourselves. Yeah, thank you. I actually wrote that down. Where is it in me? I have it on a sticky note on my laptop so that I can keep on reflecting that and just ask myself that question because I think it is important. You know, I really, you really have taught me something. You know, I really feel that every guest that I brought onto the show has really brought something new to my life or new to my mind that I needed to really evolve because we all need to evolve. We all need to start yeah. changing the way we're thinking because not only will it help ourselves, but it will truly help the ones around us. Us. And they would truly understand and see the change in us to want to even attempt to do the change. And I think it's like you said, we have to connect with our shadow self. We have to really connect within ourselves and create some balance where we can understand more instead of rejecting and fighting and being so rebellious within ourselves and within the world. So I, I truly appreciate that. And I hope at least one person who's listening can at least reflect and take this into consideration you know and i thank you again for your time steve and that's it that's i show y'all stay tuned for more bye bye, -bye.